Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast. I'm Sherry Budziak, CEO and founder of Source. Association 4.0 is how we describe the skills needed to navigate Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. So hello, thank you for tuning in to the Association 4.0 podcast. My name is Sherry Budziak and I'm here today with Garth Jordan, who is the CEO of the American Animal Hospital Association. Garth, thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk with you. Nice to be with you, Sherry. Great. Um, So Garth, can you tell us a little bit about you and your organization? Uh, Sure. So uh, when I say AHA, that's our acronym, American Animal Hospital Association. It's a great acronym to pronounce. (laughs) Um, So at AHA, what we do is uh, we accredit uh, veterinary hospitals, and we have about 15% of the market in the U.S. and Canada. That's about... 4,500 veterinary hospitals that we accredit. Uh, So we are an organization, uh, a trade organization, but we act a little bit like a professional organization. We offer professional education and such. Uh, We have about 900 standards that are both uh, administrative and clinical that uh, veterinary hospitals need to meet as part of accreditation. And just size-wise, we're about a little over 11 million in revenue about half of our revenues from the accreditation process. That's our core business. And then the remaining half from a variety of sponsorship, advertising, education, and publishing, and other types of content products like a fairly typical professional or trade association. Great. And how, how many staff do you have? We have about 64, 65 staff. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so, Garth, you know, we're fortunate to be working with you in your overall digital transformation and not only that, you've got some big initiatives going on there at AHA. Can you um, tell me how you worked with the board to commit funds and resources to undertake um, all these big initiatives that you're working on? Uh, sure. So uh, it's a it's a long story. I'll try to make it short for the interest of a podcast audience. But we use the process of design thinking and adopted and adapted that as our strategic planning process. And so as part of that, we interviewed, shadowed, and ultimately empathized pretty deeply with uh, a a large chunk of membership, uh, probably closing in on 120 members uh, that we did a lot of this work with. And uh, it sounds simple, but, uh, and it is, but what uh, what we learned from them is that really the most important thing to them is clinical excellence, which hopefully is not a surprise to folks, It's not something they want to give up, but the important thing we learned about that is they're they're tired, exhausted, and really suffering under the weight of the complexity of uh, business operations, customer service technology, new clinical innovations, et cetera. So our job in this process is to marry the idea of uh, excellence and simplification. And what that resulted in is um, our new, uh, using Simon Sinek's idea of uh, just cause. We have a new just cause that will ultimately replace our mission and vision, which are overly wordy and complex. And that just cause is uh, uh, essentially eight words. And that is simplify the journey toward excellence for veterinary practices. So the three key words are simplify, journey, and excellence. It's never ending. It's a journey towards excellence. And our job in the spirit of simplifying is uh, essentially to help members with a very complex environment 
um, and, and make, their, make their lives better. And it gives us a significant amount of guidance. So uh, what we did from that uh, statement was we cascaded that into essentially nine projects that will collectively take us about three years. They're not all starting at once. Um, um, and uh, our board along the way, as we defined those projects and connected them back to not only that core eight word statement, but essentially back to our clear and concise member need, right? Please simplify my life um, while without sacrificing excellence. And so that clear member need allowed us to go to the board with nine defined projects. And the board not only said yes to everything, they changed their entire philosophy around reserves. And they are giving us access over the next three years to up to 50% of, of our reserves to uh, pay for all of our work uh, as, we, as we go through uh, the implementation side of our strategic plan. That's terrific. Um, I think that's great. Eight word statement. Um, <laughs> most associations need to do that, right? <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, I, I will tell you, if you know, if if we can all reduce our just cause, our mission, our vision, whatever you want to call it, purpose statement, whatever, to a, a handful of words that you can then even in that in that bucket of eight words, ten words, key in on two or three words and say everything we do isn't just tethered to that, but clearly attached at the hip. Yeah. Uh, you will find a new sense of, not just a new sense of purpose, you know, no pun intended, but a new strength in the focus that it brings to the organization and the strength in the focus that it brings to board conversations and the board's willingness and ability to give you the accountability, the authority, the money, obviously the mm -hmm. reserves, the whatever, to do the work that you need to do. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of that probably later on with other questions. All right, great. Um, so Garth, you know, kind of, as you're looking kind of the, as the future of AHAD, what are some opportunities that you're seeing for the organization? Well, to be honest, the, the, uh, the biggest opportunity for us is centered on that word of simplifying. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, now I, I don't wanna uh, make it sound like simplifying is easy. It is, I think, the hardest thing to do. So there's, a, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, a, I think is a French author. And he said, perfection and in, in terms of simplification is achieved, not when there's nothing more to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. And uh, when we have learned about what our members need in terms of simplifying their journey toward excellence, it's really understanding what our members need most, what are the few things that we do exceptionally well that they need most that we can help them with as simply as possible so they can get in, get out, get what they need, leave, and maybe not even come back for a while. Mm -hmm. We are not about, for example, engagement. It, that's, that's not going to be as important to us as maybe it is to some other associations. Um, so for us, we're thinking very carefully about what are we willing to stop, abandon, terminate, redesign in order to simplify the life of our customer. And I actually think in learning that for our members, that that is, um, uh, that this idea of simplifying 
is going to be key, not just for us, but for other associations out there in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, especially in the last year, people took on a lot more than um, they had planned to, right? We started doing virtual meetings that people didn't have you know, experience doing um, or the expertise in-house. And now people are talking about um, you know, doing both in-person and virtual and what does that look like? So we're adding, we continue to add but we're not taking off and simplifying other things that maybe aren't a need anymore, right? Like, um, but we're, I'm seeing that a lot as there's just a continual, you know, ad. So I think that's really, really great advice. Um, and so I guess, you know, for me, when you're, you're talking about simplifying and, and, and being focused, you know, what do you feel are the, were, are the challenges or were the challenges of getting there? Well, I'll, I'll get to the challenges in a second, but I want to tease on something that you, you said there. Um, when uh, I, I do believe if associations listen very carefully, and when I say that, I mean with deep empathy for their members, they're probably going to hear that their members need some form of simplification in their profession, not just personal, but professional lives as well. And so when I think about a lot of the words that are out there in, the, in our universe of associations, um, for example, you know, how can we improve or increase member engagement? Um, oftentimes that, that cascades into churn and effort in fabricating reasons for members to touch the association and use more products and services. Uh, and another way to kind of think about it is that engagement is an outcome. It is not the member need. And if we design around the North Star of the member need, in this case, I'm, I'm touting simplicity, that's, that's an outcome that you get. So uh, maybe that's a lesson others have already learned, but I thought I'd bring, I'd bring that up. The other thing I, I'd say is that you, as you pointed out, uh, Sherry, we do keep adding to the fray. We add more products, more services, more of everything. And I just ask a very simple question. Um, we, as society, we add more highways to uh, our cities thinking it will solve congestion. And I will ask you, as someone who lives in Chicago, when was the last time um, more highways made your city less congested? I think uh, it's more congested every day. <laughs> <laughs> right, so when, really the idea is when is yeah. when was the last time more of anything made anything better, right? So <laughs> that's a good one. I, I do believe very deeply. And if you think about how our members, just as consumers are voting with their feet out in the world beyond our uh, uh, beyond our membership organizations, they're voting for simpler ways to make dinner. You know, you've got DoorDash and HelloFresh or Get Dinner. They're voting for simpler ways to access music in the world like Spotify or Pandora. They're, vote, they're voting with their feet for simpler ways to sell or buy a house through Open Door, a simpler way to invest with Robinhood. I mean, all of these pathways are about simplifying stuff that was overly complex in, in, in our past. So when I think about the opportunities, I go back to that quote, perfection is achieved not when there's uh, nothing more to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. And the challenges around that uh, specifically, so now I'm getting to your question. Uh, and if you want to just burn everything that I just said, I'll actually- no, this is great. The, the challenges to me are, you know, I believe in any ecosystem, and in this case, we're talking about associations, that on the fringes of the ecosystem, 
I think in terms of nature, on the outer rings of the ecosystem, that's where evolution and adaption occur, right? At a very fast pace. And the inner center of the system is where there's a lot of entrenched and non-adapting species that die off and they're doomed to failure because they are trying to maintain their own species in, in that fashion. Businesses go through the same cycles. Associations have been around so long with the same business model. I understand completely that it's hard to change the model. We've proliferated with sponsorships, advertising, publishing, education, certifications, trade shows, multimedia stuff, benchmarking systems, and more and more and more. We've lost this core, or at least we've surrounded ourselves with, I believe, a lot of superfluous stuff. And we've become reliant on this thing, whether you want to call it revenue diversification or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. To me, it's time to start to strip it away. If only conceptually, like look at a block of marble and see a statue inside of it for a minute, right? Like Michelangelo, find a simpler way for our business models and our members to have simpler lives in their work. I know it can be done. That's challenge A. To me, challenge B is, cha is not just challenging the thinking and the, the design of the business models that essentially many of us CEOs inherited. We didn't make the association business model. We inherited it and started to build things around uh, the edges. So another challenge that leads to as a CEO personally is I can't be afraid for my job. It puts my association at a disadvantage because like that ecosystem, then I'm not playing at the fringes, I'm, I'm playing at the dying center. And so my first challenge is to be fearless about simplifying the lives of my members, period, end of story. And if I lose my job because of that, that's fine. But at least I'm, I'm keying in on, on, at least from my perspective, a key need. So it was a big challenge for me to go to the board and say, we're going to scale back. We're going to eliminate a million dollars in revenue from books. Yes, by the way, we stopped publishing. So it was to redirect resources. So I told our board, we need to shrink to grow. That's an example of a challenge anyone could face as a CEO if you're going to move towards simplicity. Um, again, I bring up an example. Why do you think Southwest does so well? They simplified travel, right? right? The purchase experience, the flying experience. Think about Tesla. They're starting to build single uh, sheets of metal for an entire car. They're using these gigantic presses instead of 40 different pieces of metal that need to be welded together. Better car, lighter car, uh, faster production, lower cost. I mean, it, these things are challenges, right? Challenge our status quo. Um, and um, so the, the last challenge you, you asked about challenges is I think convincing a board to let go of the things that don't matter uh, um, uh, that are, are not aligned with that core purpose is really, really important. And convincing a board to allow you to use reserves to build a next generation association instead of just trying to build your next innovative product or product line. That to me is a challenge. I believe we're risk averse when it comes to the use of reserves. A majority of our reserves should not be there when, you know, to weather storms. It should be there to invest in the association and to build that, in our case, build a path towards simplicity, which is really redesigning a, a business model. And uh, um, that has become frankly bloated with things that aren't necessarily at that core purpose. So that's a long-winded answer, but there's a lot of challenges in that in that uh, uh, that are personal as well as organizational. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've seen that obviously over my career where there's been, you know, all of these pet projects from board members and they may not even be products that are selling, but they don't want to kill, you know, Mr. Jones's uh, pet project yeah. when he was president, right? <laughs> like yeah. Nobody wants to touch it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but um, it's taken a lot of staff resources or like you said, I'd like to hear a little bit more about um, the publication and that conversation with the board. I mean, because that was some revenue, obviously coming into the organization, a lot of revenue. So, um, so I'd like to hear a little bit more about that conversation. Right. Well, uh, you know, data rules. So we did our data homework in terms of everything from, um, uh, the publication's cost. So not just the, the physical cost, but the staff cost of development. We look at the impact uh, in terms of total, you know, you, you build, it takes 18 months, 24 months to develop a book, for example. Um, what's the impact? How many units are sold? How, how, how much does it actually improve the lives of your members collectively, uh, even if it is a unit sales product sold to one individual? And what we realized is, uh, uh, A, a lot of you know, production doesn't really even make all that money when you really start taking into account mm -hmm. labor, et cetera. Uh, but B, it just didn't have the impact that we wanted on uh, when you look at it and you try to attach it to the just cause, our just cause, simplifying uh, the journey toward excellence, uh, right? Uh, uh, it doesn't do that for everybody because not everybody consumes books. Uh, not everybody right. wants to learn about, uh, you know, architecture and veterinary practices by books. They might want to look at it through an interactive blueprint. I mean, there's different ways to be thinking about delivering that content, uh, number one. But, uh, um, but number two, the, the numbers and the discussion the numbers were one part of it. So the, again, the, the impact, the finances, et cetera, they were one part of it. But because we had already developed our, our eight word purpose statement, it was very easy to just say this product line just doesn't do it. Right. And so, you know, whether if we abandon this product line, you know, this is what we're abandoning in terms of revenue, margin, positive or negative, staffing, or redesigning staff roles for other things. We had to show them how we were going to either eliminate or redirect resources toward that purpose. And that is the hard conversation. If you really believe in our case, in the eight words, then, you, then those are your measure, mm -hmm. right? Your measure becomes your purpose. And like I said before, you can't have a weak, thin threaded tether to the purpose in that, in that regard, you have to really say, does this simplify the journey toward excellence in veterinary medicine? And a book just doesn't do it. Right, right. Well, you know, Garth, you've already given a lot of um, insights and, and things that I think that a lot of association leaders should be doing, but what would you think is the most important thing right now coming kind of out of the pandemic or maybe we're mid pandemic. I don't even know what, where we are right now, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what do you think is the one thing that leaders can do to position their organizations for success moving into the future? Well, I, I've got a shorter answer, but I've already said it, but I'll tease it out of everything I've, I've yammered on about so far. And I would say 
don't continue to design around the business you inherited. Um, then you're, you're designing from a, a, what is a potentially weak uh, um, ecosystem. So you don't have to design from what you inherited from previous leaders, previous times, or on, on a business model that's been, you know, added onto for, for 20, 30, 40 years. But instead, do a very judicious uh, a set of work around uh, designing with your members at the middle, a simple just cause, whatever that just cause is, and then cascade that into, you know, no more than five to 10 projects. We landed on nine, but we're not doing all nine at once either. Right. And uh, some of those projects are elimination. Some of those projects are technology, as you alluded to, we're going through a, a, a pretty significant upheaval there, but it's all, all aimed at one eight word statement. And to me, uh, just continuing to try to thrive around a business model that was inherited without a pure and uh, um, kind of blank slate, pure white snow, call it what you will, um, 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 reset, then, uh, then you're just designing around something that's been around for a long time. I mean, we yeah. talk about Netflix a lot. Netflix redesigned itself from CDs to streaming in, I think it was two and a half years, right? right. And they, sh they shrunk in order to grow because they saw a different future. And uh, there are a lot of businesses that do that, right? And, and uh, um, it just doesn't really happen in the association world for some reason. So Garth, you talked about, I kind of started this conversation, I want to end this conversation um, talking about technology because um, I think that's where a lot of associations struggle. Um, I see it obviously daily, but um, you know, how do you think technology is going to continue to change how associations operate? And are there things that, any words of advice that you want to give? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure if you as a technology uh, person are going to like my answer, Sherry, but uh, I don't think tech changes how associations operate. I think the leadership does. And I totally think agree, yeah. Yeah, I think the leadership needs to take a step back, like I said, from the model and, and design their business with empathy for their members which requires a, a much deeper understanding of membership than many, many leaders typically have. And I'm not just talking about CEOs, I'm talking about people on the executive team. Um, if we design with that deep understanding, it's very likely that business models will change and then that tells you your tech stack needs to change. That's right. right? So, uh, um, I, I, and then from our perspective, when we did that, just to give you the real life example, uh, uh, I won't tell you who our technology providers are, but when we when we did that, we when we when we developed our eight word statement, we realized that our tech stack just doesn't deliver that period, and that we were actually so far behind with IT that it's now an, an advantage because we can wipe the slate blank a lot easier now than we probably could have five years ago. Mm -hmm. And so to, in some regard, we're basically saying our, 
IT is our greatest weakness and right now our greatest strength at the exact same time. That's how I'm seeing it because we're not beholden to anything based on this new eight word guiding star just cause statement. Yeah. And that is incredibly refreshing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, so I, it's, it's very possible we won't end up with um, at least one, if not two of the typical technologies that most associations have, AMS, CMS, LMS, right? Right, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Each of which cause infinite types of frustrations, so. Yeah, well, every time somebody calls me with a technology problem, I go back to, you know, we're talking about people, we're talking about process, culture, what yeah. are you trying to achieve? What is the strategic plan? And everybody says, but I need a new AMS. And I'm like, well, let's maybe, <laughs> maybe right. not. Yeah. Yeah. You're, right? if you're, yeah. If your, if your purpose doesn't require an AMS, then, you know, uh, you know, think twice, think very carefully about that. Exactly. So, well, thank you so much, Garth. I know you're busy and we really appreciate your time and insights and your contributions to the industry and sharing a little bit of your story and AHA's story. Um, so Garth, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how can uh, they do that? Sure, that's easy. Garth.jordan at aaha.org. Great. Well, thanks so much again, Garth, for your time. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks, Sherry. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style in your association. .org Source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com to find out how to get your organization on track to Association 4.0. You can also engage in other educational content by becoming a member of .org community or reading our books on Association 4.0, which you can find on Amazon. We look forward to hearing from you soon.